Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turns multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, here back this week again with another awesome Suburban Warrior here to share her experience and expertise with you. So let me introduce Tanya Cole Lesnick. She has been a psychotherapist and coach since 1995. She received her master's degree in social work from NYU after group therapy changed her life. She has extensive experience at outpatient hospital mental health, private practice, and wellness center settings. From those experiences over the years, she has identified her most important focus, helping people to live lives that light them up. She does this by helping clients to access and honor their truth, to change habits that don't serve them, and to heal faulty narratives so that they are living in alignment inside and out. Her work revolves around intimate groups, as the sharing of inner worlds and being human together in a safe space is what she finds to be the most powerful way to transform lives. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. Thank you, Chrissy. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here as well, because I am really excited to hear about your experience, about your professional experience, um, and really just get into you know mental health, how we can transform our thoughts, transform our lives, switch up our energy. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So yes, I have been doing psychotherapy and coaching work since 95, almost three decades. And I started my career out actually as a graphic designer. And at that time, when I was in my mid-20s, I was really struggling to have a long-term love relationship, and I didn't know what was in the way for me. And I, at the time, didn't feel comfortable with the idea of therapy. I felt a lot of stigma. This was almost 30 years ago. Actually, this was over 30 years ago. And I kind of dismissed my problems and felt like maybe they weren't legitimate enough. But with a little more time and really the longing intensified. Like I really knew that I wanted to have a long-term love relationship was still struggling. So I got some names. I got connected to a wonderful therapist named Bonnie who started this process of helping me 
share my story. And it was such, I felt so emotionally safe to be able to do that with her. And so I felt the healing start right away. And pretty early on, she suggested that I add group therapy to the mix. And she ran both. And the thought really terrified me. Um, It took a lot for me to be as vulnerable as I was being with her. So the thought of going into a group situation with people I didn't know felt really scary, but also kind of intriguing. And I was starting to trust her. So I decided I would do it. And it was in some ways challenging, for sure, but ultimately helped me grow, learn I wasn't alone. I went into that situation. And because I was struggling and having a long-term love relationship, I started to answer my own thoughts about, well, what might be in the way and decided that perhaps I was unlovable. And so that was the whole healing process of what I had to really uncover that truth that I was really struggling with some feelings that I was flawed, maybe I was unlovable, and starting to open up instead to the idea of being human, connecting to other humans, As I did group, I started to develop relationships with the other people in group in that I just started to get to know them and admire them and see that they had very similar insecurities to mine. And so some of the explanations that I had going into it and going into my therapy experience as well with Bonnie, I started to reframe and understand differently. So fairly early on, I did meet a man who I later married and he and I have two grown children together and we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary in oh. September. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah, That's amazing. Thank you. So the reason why I went happened, but I didn't leave uh, at first. I really spent some more time there because what I hadn't anticipated was how powerful it was going to be to start connecting to myself, to learn that I wasn't flawed, I was just human, to tolerate some of the difficult sort of facing some hard things, but growing from that, learning about my needs and learning how to love myself really. And from that, I decided that I would go back to school and become a therapist. So, and dedicating my life from that point on to helping other people have transformations of their own. And really group has always been something I've done and that I find to be really powerful. And so it's always included in the work that I do. Yeah. I think that's really, uh, you made some really amazing points um, throughout that story. First of all, I think that it's fascinating because in our 20s, it's really hard to be vulnerable. I mean, it's hard to be vulnerable anytime, but I, I certainly think as we're younger, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard. So I think it's really wonderful that you are willing to put yourself out there, not only to go to therapy, but then to open up in a, a space that doesn't feel super safe at first, right? In a group mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. and be vulnerable with other people. I think it is such a really scary thing that a lot of people probably would say, yeah, I'm not doing that. You know, it's, I'm only, I'm only going to open up to a therapist and that's even scary, but it's like the risk reward thing, right? Because in, 
a group where if you can open up and be vulnerable in that space, I would imagine that you, it's such a huge reward because you get, you're getting, you're getting so much more growth from it than just one-on-one therapy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many different things, I think different layers that group can offer you that's, yeah. that is different, but certainly a lot of growth learning about yourself. And I think that's one of the things that people maybe don't really understand about group. I think there's a sense of, oh, with all these other people, I have to sort of wait politely while other people speak until yeah. it's my turn. But the truth is, we're learning about ourselves in every second. The things that touch us deeply as somebody else is talking can help us even uncover some unconscious stuff because exactly. it could touch something very potent that we didn't even realize was there. So yeah. that's so powerful to know we're not alone is huge, huge. Um, huge. To be celebrated, I think, in group, these relationships that start to get developed, like we want to know how are you doing as you're continuing yeah. down your journey and we really do celebrate each other. Yeah. And I would think, especially for you and hearing your story and you saying that you got to a place where you felt that you were unlovable. I mean, that's a really vulnerable place to be able to admit that, yeah. right? But it's only in admitting that and knowing within yourself why you're feeling that way at, right before you can heal from that, right? Yeah. And and you were looking for love, but the bottom line is you're feeling unlovable, Right. right. So that's like that's why right. it wasn't showing up, but you know, you don't know that at the time. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know that at all, but I think as I'm sort of talking about this more and more and touching on my own sort of layers of this history of mine, realizing how much time and energy I spent curating the version of myself that I thought was going to attract a partner and that I was censoring myself. I was spending a lot of time engaged in sort of assessing everything coming out of my mouth. Like, is that the thing I want to say? Is it not the thing I want to say? So I really wasn't very present, which energetically impacts us too, right? If we're showing yeah. up, but we're so lost in our thoughts and our heads that we're very distracted by all that. We look different in our bodies. We're just not connecting in as I think with as much depth and genuineness as we do when we can sort of get out of that mode. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on that same topic of like, you know, getting out of our comfort zones and, you know, being willing to be vulnerable, like what is the importance of discomfort and vulnerability in order to transform? Like, how does that play a role in our transformation? I think the thing is, and I'm just thinking of this right now, that being vulnerable is kind of this bridge to growth because vulnerable is very connected to shame. Yeah. And so if we're experiencing shame and we're hiding it and trying not to acknowledge it, hoping nobody can see the things that we feel ashamed about, then our shame stays very present, very sort of inside. We aren't moving through it in any way. But if we can start to be vulnerable, it the shame then starts to dissipate some. It's less powerful, the shame. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of all the Brene Brown quotes that can go along with I love Brene. Oh my gosh, yeah. she's the best. 
Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that the way to start healing some of these untruths, I mean, these things that we can feel ashamed of so often are very human. And yeah. those are the things that we're not alone with. And those are the things that may not have anything to do with us even. Some of that stuff is stuff we brought through from our childhoods as we developed. And whatever is needed, the work can't get done unless we put it out there and we look at it. And scary to do that. But when we can do that, I have been lucky enough to witness tons of transformations from that place. And there is a part of me as painful as it can be to be vulnerable and put yourself out there in that way. I often like can find my own self celebrating and I'll say it out loud as well. But if somebody's just starting to open up with something and I want to give them space, I feel excited for them even though it's hard to know, oh, they're growing, they're moving through something. And that's an amazing thing to be able to witness. Yeah. And, you know, what would you say to someone who, you know, might be feeling stuck, might be feeling that they aren't living their best lives, aren't, um, that, that they, you know, maybe they don't even realize that they are, you know, the story that they're telling themselves or where they're feeling stuck. It, it's not, it's not the right story. It's just, it's something from their past. It's mm-hmm. something that someone else said. Like, what would you say to someone like that who maybe is afraid to even start therapy? You know, like it doesn't know where to begin, just yeah. feels stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there are some ways to start to connect to yourself. Journaling can be a really helpful tool, even finding podcasts like yours, you know, can really open us all up to these conversations that have more depth and also start to talk more about what are some of the layers that as humans, certain people who are in the healing world have had to move through to get through it. So to start seeing what resonates for you, journaling. I use tracking a lot as a tool. So for example, if you're somebody who is feeling afraid to move towards therapy or coaching, but you are recognizing you want more, you're not quite sure what you want, to start tracking where it feels like you're not living in the way that you want to live. Often it's connected to something like feeling irritable a lot of the time, feeling resentful a lot of the time, feeling disconnected or not really enjoying things, struggling with having fun, struggling to connect to joy, all of those things. If you can start to track some of those things and just a simple tracking in your phone, when is it showing up? What do you notice is going on at the same time? It can help you uncover some patterns But one of the things that I've started to work more towards as I'm sort of finding my own language of what it is that I actually do with people is this idea of helping people to clear 
energetic clutter. And that's all the stuff that takes our time and our energy and our focus that doesn't do anything to help us towards growth or moving the needle towards joy or meaning, that kind of thing. And to start to identify how are we depleting ourselves? So often, somebody who wants more is living in a pattern of getting depleted, feeling like they could be more, but not quite sure how to connect to that. And so starting to identify those patterns and give yourself some time and space to catch your breath. What does that look like? Yeah. Okay. So I I love that. I love just the phrase clearing energetic clutter. So let's talk about that a little bit deeper because, you know, energy is everything, right? The energy within us, the energy around us, the energy that mm-hmm. literally moves our earth. I mean, energy yeah. is truly in everything. It's around everything. And, you know, I think that a lot of times we forget that our own vibrational energy can change based on the energy that's around us, the energy mm-hmm. of the people around us the objects around us, like everything. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit more about that, like clearing energetic clutter, because what what does that look like? Does that mean like physically, like switching up a room in your house so that Mm -hmm. you energetically feel better in it? Or is it something inside? Like, or is it both? It it really is both. And it's for, I think, all of us to start to identify what are some of the things that when I'm in that situation or in that mindset or physically in a space where I don't feel like I can breathe fully, where I'm feeling kind of stopped up. So I'll give you an example from my own life. And for all of us, we all have limiting beliefs, sort of conditioning that we brought into adulthood that sort of came from growing up in the families that we grew up in, in the cultures that we've grown in. And also sometimes there are some significant events that we've had through our lives. So it's not always childhood, but most often it is. And for me, I recognized um, as I was doing some of my own inner work that I have real people-pleasing tendencies. And That went along with this belief that if I wasn't accommodating, if I wasn't nice to people, then I would be rejected. If I didn't say yes, I would be rejected, that kind of thing. And so when I was not looking at those layers, but living a life as a people pleaser who did not know that that was the limiting belief in the way, I would give myself over to other people. And I would, my energy would get depleted by me doing things I didn't particularly want to do, but I felt like I had to because my whole connection to other people depended on it. Yeah. As I started to realize, oh, wait a minute, that's something that's in the way for me and catch myself then I'm able to use energy towards identifying what do I want to say yes to? What do I want to say no to? And then saying yes or no, depending on what it is, which can take a lot of energy. Like that's that's not easy, especially if you're brand new to it and you're starting to strengthen that muscle. 
But that's an example of where that energy is part of growth. That energy, I would not consider energetic clutter. It's part of clarity, working towards clarity, and then taking some steps to honor myself. And so that's an example of one limiting belief. There are so many people struggle with feelings of worth. People who grew up in uh, alcoholic households often have a lot of controlling behaviors because the unpredictability of being in that kind of a household was felt so unsafe. So many people in that situation develop some controlling strategies. I think our culture celebrates workaholism. And so there is this idea of being productive is up there on the pedestal and we're, that's like the top thing. And so resting, pausing for ourselves is something that many of us feel like we have to earn that that can't be an earlier part of our day or a more balanced part of our lives. So it's those patterns and then limiting belief often with it goes behavior. So if you're somebody who feels like being productive is the top or as a mom, many moms are like, I got to take care of everybody else before I can come back to myself. Right. You can be in this pattern of getting depleted again and again and to really start to look at how do I take care of myself? How can I honor what I need? Yeah, that's, I, I love everything that you said and, you know, connect with it in a lot of different ways. One thing that when I work with clients, I always, I mean, I use, I, I think a lot of it, like you said, it's about kind of tuning into your own energy, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of us don't take the time to stop and do. And, you know, I always think too, like when you're thinking about, Yes, there are times when you feel really depleted, but there's also times when you feel really great energetically, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are the times when you're really working with your strengths, mm-hmm. right? You're doing things that you're passionate about. You're doing things that you love. And you may not really realize it at the time. You just know that you feel good doing it. You're in joy. You know, you could, it could be when you're cooking dinner. It could be when you're designing a room in your house. Like who knows? But it's like really just starting to recognize where those energy levels start to go up and down so that you can really tune in more to like, what is it that I need to do more of? Mm -hmm. And what is it that I need to sort of work on when those energy levels are are feeling depleted? Um, Because, you know, tuning into your own energy is not something that we really ever talked about, right? It's not like, it's not like someone told us in school, like, Listen, mm-hmm. let's let's all sit back and tune into your your energetic yeah. level or space right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is something I think that you become more in tune with with yourself. Then it opens up a whole new level of connection to a deeper self within you. For sure. And I think what I my goal is in helping people to clear their energetic clutter is to help them be in alignment inside and out. What does that mean? Start to identify some of what you're describing. What are the things that you realize when you do that kind of thing, you're in a state of flow and you're just in this space without even stuck in thoughts at all. You're very present and engaged. What are the things that you do that let you be in that space? So starting to identify those things and, um, 
there was something you were saying. Yes. And so when you're in alignment and you're in that kind of flow, you get this maximization of energy because then you've got, you've got momentum and movement is in your favor. You're not interrupting your process with all that extra thought, you know? So there's that. And I also think there's something about when you're really fully connecting to yourself and then you connect to other people who are fully connecting to themselves, there is something synergistic that happens about people in that kind of energetic space where they're very present, where we can sort of get more energy from those experiences even. So, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I believe that because obviously like, you know, connection with other people is, is part of our own humanity, how we get deeper with ourselves, how we show up, how we're able to be vulnerable. So that's why I really understand going, going back to, you know, earlier in the conversation, just like the power of group and the power of connecting with other human beings on that level and, and feeling vulnerable, not only yourself, but understanding other people's vulnerabilities as well. Yeah. Yeah. And how much we impact each other. So if somebody takes a risk and they're vulnerable, it helps us feel permission to do the same. And then as we're all kind of helping each other, because we're in a similar kind of period of growth or or space of wanting to connect to ourselves and get clear and get understanding. There's just something that happens when people can really let each other in, in that deep way. Yeah. What do you think happens when people don't honor their energy levels, when they just try to ignore it, when they just Mm -hmm. try to, you know, move past how they are actually feeling energetically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of burnout in the world. And I think maybe even more recently, I've been hearing more and more people identifying burnout. So I think that burnout is a way of ignoring energy and then getting to the place where you don't even maybe recognize it until you're so far in that phase of depletion. And I know I've talked a lot about depletion, but I think that sense of like, oh my God, I can't, I'm exhausted. And just motivation is impacted by that. And even if you're in a space of doing things that you love, if you're not honoring your energy level and doing too much of it, it can still be very depleting. Even if you love some of the stuff that you're doing, if you're not paying attention to what pace feels natural for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also really such great advice. And I think the moral of the story is that it is really important for all of us to just stop and really assess our energy levels and Mm -hmm. be in a little bit of a deeper connection with our own energetic space and energy. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really loved hearing all about your expertise and your own story. You know, I appreciate you being vulnerable with us today and sharing that story with us. And I think you're doing amazing work. So thank you so much. (laughs) 
Thank you, Chrissy. Yeah, I love talking about this with you. And, you know, also, I see as we're talking, we both have an understanding of this. There's a lot of resonance about, yes, it's, yeah. this is something that we see again and again in the work that we do. It really, it really is. And I feel like, you know, it's just something that, I mean, I know when I talk about it, uh, when I talk about it with clients, when I talk about it with friends, my family, my kids, my husband, like just being able to one, be vulnerable, uh, recognize your own thoughts and limiting beliefs and try to Mm -hmm. really tap into them and understand where they're coming from and be able to shift them. And energy, our our, our energy levels and how we feel on a day-to-day basis is so often um, because of how we're thinking. So tuning into those thoughts and being able to switch it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Tanya. So um, tell us, uh, I will link all of your socials in the show notes, but what is the best place for people to go to find you? The best place really is my website. And I have a an easier to remember name, which is clearenergeticclutter.com. And then from there, we'll connect you. I actually have a little documentary of the story that I shared that I'm really proud of. And I have a um, a free, it's like a seven minute masterclass, but it just, it offers up a little three question inquiry to help people get sort of more connected to themselves, what they want, what they don't want, that kind of thing. So yeah, I would love to connect with anyone interested. That is wonderful. Guys, make sure to um, go check that out. I mean, I love a seven-minute masterclass. Who doesn't have time for that? I I mean, a masterclass in seven minutes is perfect. So, (laughs) I mean, it really is. Like, we can learn something amazing in seven minutes. Everybody go do that. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. We'll link that in the show notes. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week and listening to another episode of Suburban Warrior. We will be back next week with another awesome Suburban Warrior story for you. But in the meantime, make sure to follow us and leave us a a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to y'all next week.